Hi everyone and welcome back to Talking Sense with Karen and Hayley. Um, today we're going to be talking about the fragrance industry in, in, um, as a whole rather. So um, Hayley's going to do most of the talking today which is why I'm doing the hellos because <laughs> she's our corporate specialist. She's worked in the industry for such a long time and um, she has um, an overview of all the different segments. So I'm going to hand over to Hayley for the most part with this. I'll interject if I've got anything useful but I think this is the floor's yours today Hayley. Thank you Karen. Um, hello everyone. Um, so yeah we're going to talk about um, how big the fragrance industry is in the context of um, not kind of size and value but in the context of products and how far reaching it is because um, I've mentioned this a few times that when I bump into people and they say oh what's your job and I'll say oh I'm a fragrance consultant they immediately either go to two things and the first one is is that I'm uh, um, one of the ladies in the department store that um, offers to spray perfume on you and tell you about the product things like that or they go into some other area um, that I don't think they fully understand, but they think that I'd do something in fine fragrance. So you've got immediately there, you, 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 you've got an understanding that the majority of people do not understand the industry as a whole, and they just think top layer, fine fragrance. So what I'm going to talk about today is actually how deep fragrance goes and in how many different products it's in because go back a hundred years ago people mainly used it for um personal um use um, and they would use it to fragrance their home and in different fashions but it wasn't um as widespread as, as it is now and if you think about going to the supermarket so next time you go to your tesco or um or asda just have a look down the aisles and I mean, I'm going to throw a number out there, but you're probably looking at about at least 60, 70% of the things in that supermarket have got fragrance in them. I mean, obviously, you take your fresh food out of it um, and a lot of your food uh, items, but they will, a lot of your consumer good products in the, mar in the supermarket will have fragrance in, the majority of them. Um, so I'll break it down a little bit in, into, the, into the way that the corporate world sees it. So within manufacturers, so the people like the P&Gs, the Unilevers, the Henkels of the world, and then also the fragrance houses, so the Givadans, the Firminishes, the IFS, how they break it down into different segments. So first of all, you'll have um, the fabric care category. So within the fabric care category, you've got lots of different things in there. So this is whatever you would do to your clothes. So you've had things like detergents. So with, even within that category, there's a lot. There's powder detergents, there's liquid detergents, um, there's the little pods that you get these days um, that are quite recent. Um, you've got just plain powder tablets. Um, you have um, fabric refreshers, so like things like Febreze. Um, you also have fabric softeners, you have um, ironing water. If you think about all the different products that you use to wash your clothes and to keep your clothes fresh or um, your bedding or any fabrics within your home, that all falls under fabric care. So even that category in itself is huge. Um, and then if you go down to the next category, you'd be looking at what we would call home care. 
So again, this is particularly massive. So you've got the home fragrance and kind of side in it. So you've got like the candles, you've got like reed diffusers, um, wax melts, things like that. But then you've also got a lot of the, the home care products, which you're looking at. Um, so um, wipes for your benches, um, SIF, like floor cleaners, um, bleachers. Uh, I mean, just when you think about you go down the shop like the, the aisle in those uh, those two aisles that you've got where you've got your your laundry stuff and then you've got like your home care stuff basically that would what would be consisting of those two first categories then the next one is what you would call personal care so personal care can be huge um because you these are then broken down into smaller categories so when you think personal care you have got um hair care so again, anything you would use in hair being, whether it be hair gel, shampoo, conditioner, detangling sprays, um, then even cups. yeah, even colorings, yeah. So a lot of the, um, I mean, you'll know, like I used to color my hair years ago. I, I can't be bothered to do it now, but <laughs> I just have embraced the, the roots. Um, but uh, the it's peroxide, isn't it? It's bleachy, it's got an awful smell. Um, but in order to mask a lot of these odors, they'll put in fragrances in there. So the majority of um, fragrances are there for a dual purpose. They're there A, to mask base odors, because if you think about things like bleaches, hair dyes, um, laundry detergents, like those as bases, when I used to get um, fragrance bases whacked on my desk at work, they didn't smell pleasant. They would either smell very bleachy or very biscuity. You would get a lot of unusual odors from all of the chemicals because a lot of chemicals aren't odorless. And then when you mix them all together, they can make some horrible smells. So fragrances are in there for a dual purpose. Yes, to mask the base odor and make sure that it covers it for as long as possible, but then also to give a fragrance experience. So when you think of that, it's, it's pretty complex. It's got a big job to do. Um, so there's hair care, then the skin skin care. Um, so you've got moisturizers, you've got um, goodness me, there's serums and everything these days, isn't there? There's like loads of magic portions out there, body lotions, and I, I, I'm sure I'll be. Um, I'm trying to beat off aging, but I'm sure I'll be getting into the anti-aging cream soon. <laughs> and then Dio. So this is a category I worked on. So I've worked in fabric care. I've worked with a little bit of home. Um, and I've done Dio as well. I've not specifically worked in hair or skin before, but um, Dio here, you're looking at, I mean, there's so many different formats. You've got antiperspirants, you've got deodorants. A lot of people get confused with the difference between the two of them, but a deodorant is basically an alcoholic formulation with protein in it, and um, it's there to smell good basically um the alcohol does a little bit of deodorizing um then the antiperspirant which has got a lot of actives in there and it will um it, it, it stops you perspiring whereas deodorant doesn't stop you perspiring it just helps with the odor um then you've got creams you've got sticks um you've got um you, in some manufacturers so unilever for example you'd have edts in there as well or like body splashes for for the males so i mean um, you can I've lost count of how many products I've even mentioned there, but those are the main categories that you get within the manufacturers and the perfume houses. And typically you'll get different groups working on those products. Yeah. 
can I just interrupt for people who haven't seen um, our, our previous video? Um, <laughs> Daisy's just been picked up uh, for people who are um, listening to the podcast. Daisy is an 11-week-old Shih Tzu puppy. And um, <laughs> we introduced her in our previous video, forgetting <laughs> that you might not might not have seen that this time so she's um she's only a tiny puppy so she still needs lots of attention which is why she's brightening up our day right now on camera oh she's tired yeah she's uh i've just got her last week and this is the first time we've recorded with a little because i've got another puppy but he's a year old so he's less he's somewhere now i think um but this one's wanting lots of love and attention so yeah she'll probably pop up in a few videos that you'll see um so yeah so those are the main categories that you would see and they're the, the particularly huge i mean yeah you're talking again billions of dollars in, in in these products and fabric for example the volumes associated with that was absolutely huge so they're, they're, they're pretty massive but then you even go down to the smaller ones and you just think about where else would there be fragrance because some of those <clears throat> Are quite obvious you would expect that you're going to have you, you know when you go in the shower and you're washing your hair you can smell the fragrance um you expect it and they've been in there for many years but i think there's some things that people don't necessarily think about having fragrance in and those are things like such some paper products um and when i mean paper products i don't mean like an a4 ream of plain paper that you pop into the printer i'm talking here things like um nappies um sanitary pads even things like incontinence pads things like that that um you use within those layers of paper and beads you have fragrance within there and they're not there to um to present themselves so you'll not open a nappy and you'll get a bloom of floral and citrus top notes that's that's not going to happen they're there at a level that just makes sure that um it doesn't um it doesn't interfere with anything that the the um that within the the product itself um, and it's just there to mask anything it helps with any of the orders that come with obviously in nappies you're going to get some smelly things in a nappy um and it helps with that as well not but you don't want it too much obviously because the whole point of being able to smell what's happened in a nappy is that you can then change it so it's never there to mask the orders it's just there to help um and then also things like um, kitchen towels and loo rolls if you think now if when you go down the um the aisle um the supermarket you'll get things like aloe vera and um i'm sure i've seen like coconut shea butter ones things like that um mm -hmm. where they infuse the papers with um with fragrance as well just again it's not there for any particular reason because I mean toilet paper at the end of the day doesn't particularly smell it just smells of paper doesn't it um, but it's just there to add to the experience um, for the consumer so things that you wouldn't necessarily <laughs> you're getting the giggles about the toilet paper <laughs> I'm never going to think about toilet paper the same again it's an experience now <laughs> yeah the next time you go to the loo just smell your toilet paper and just <laughs> relish <laughs> dear me <laughs> has to be an order. It has to be yeah, an order. Yeah. This is pre-use, pre-use. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but even on that topic, you've probably seen. Um, is it? Oh, what's the? It's VI Poo. 
that's the, the product, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and this is actually, and I'll tell you a little secret here. I actually had a job interview about three or four years ago for the company um, that makes VI Poo. And, I, and in the interview, I said, oh, well, are you able to tell me what product I'd be working on? Like, what is the, the things? And they were like, oh, well, it's, um, it's home care. So it'll be things like candles and things like that. But also, you would own VI Poo. So you would be the fragrance creator for VI Poo, um, which I thought was absolutely hilarious because it hadn't long been out on the shelf at this point. And it's got such, I mean, it, it, it's got such great marketing. I really loved it. The adverts were very funny. Um, but basically what it is, it's a spray that you spray into the toilet before you go poop. Um, and then um, it just takes away the odour. So, I mean, who, wasn't, who wouldn't want that? It's a, it's a, it's a bonus. It stops those, those odour molecules from rising, doesn't it? It's sort of a heavier molecule yeah. that stops that uh, diffusion of, yeah. of um, less desirable scents. <laughs> You've got a lovely way of putting it, Karen, but yes, it stops the smelly poop uh, going around the room and keeps it in the toilet bowl. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a great concept, but I mean, it's, it's, and I love the marketing for it. If you get a chance, um, just Google it or, or YouTube it and, and have a look at the, the adverts. But yeah, it's very good. And so yeah, you're finding that these categories, as much as they're, they're pretty static, I mean, the, the consumer goods market doesn't, introduce a lot of new products that often it's not like um some other industries like technology where you're getting lots of things out there every so every few weeks and there's something new to look at um, the consumer goods products they are fast moving yes because it's a fast moving industry but from a new uh, innovation point of view um, there's not a lot of new formats that come out vi poo would be one of those um, but when you think about um other materials and I'll just go and get one actually because I've got a good example um these the Lenore Unstoppables so they've been around for a little while but they're getting more popular um so these um are basically little scented beads and the only purpose of them is fragrance there's no um functional benefit to using them at all and what you do is you take this lid off um you pour some of the beads in add it to your drum of washing and it fragrances your clothes. Um, so that um, is what I would call a new format into the fabric care category. So these come about once in a while, but as I say, they're fairly static and you'll get some new things coming in and they will just fit into the segment that, that they best fit, whether it be fabric, home or personal care, or even paper products as well. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, as I, as I mentioned, it is, wide-reaching um, and it is pretty impressive when you think about the amount of products in the supermarket that have got um, these fragrances in um, but when you also think about um, give you an example because a lot of people when they go and they buy things such as um, a dove, dove sensitive um, or a, a laundry detergent that might be sensitive. A lot of people just presume that they are unfragranced when in fact they're not. Um, some of them are. Um, you'll see, and they'll be clearly labeled, like obviously this wouldn't be, but on the packs they'll have labeled fragrance free. Um, because that is a bit of a trend at the moment. Some people don't want fragrances in. There's genuine concerns about skin sensitizations for certain people. And that's fair enough. There are products that cater for those people. 
but a lot of people also have a belief that sensitive products just don't contain fragrance and that isn't true um, check before you buy if it is a concern for you and you'll be able to tell as I say by looking at the information on pack um, but a lot of them are either masking oils um, which will just mask the malodor um, of the material so if it's a DO product or a detergent the malodor is coming from the unfragranced base will be masked by these masking oils or it will be a fragrance that has a very low detection threshold. So what I mean by that is that it is just very subdued and very mild um, and you wouldn't be able to necessarily smell it as a fragrance. You might detect that there is an odor, but you would just presume that it was the order of the material of the materials in the in the product. Um, so it, it even though I talk about the fragrance industry and I'm talking about all these wonderful scents and these things that are specifically for fragrance in your clothes. There's a lot of experiential things in there, but there's also a very functional element that the fragrances have to do. And it's not just in um, all the products. There are specific products where actually it doesn't have the experiential side at all. And it's purely there for a functional benefit. Um, and that's something that the fragrance industry does as well. So within each category, it will have no doubt a sensitive range where the purpose of the fragrance is just to mask rather than um, rather than please the consumer with a wonderful smell. So there's so much going on. It's a very busy, 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 busy industry. Um, and I think just by appreciating that there are fragrances in pretty much everything that you've got in your cupboard under your sink or your bathroom or if you're carrying all the things behind you. <laughs> like, ooh. <laughs> but just like, well, those are base ingredients, they're not the finished product. <laughs> um, but just have a look next time you're at the supermarket or even when you're in your own house and just have a little look at all the things that you've got um, in your cupboards and just understand which things have got fragrance and which don't and and as I say even have a sniff of your toilet roll um and see if you've got something nice in that as well so um yeah it's a beyond the fine fragrance level that people um presume that me and Karen work in there's a whole raft of other stuff yeah. um the volumes are huge and when you think about um if you think about for example the business to a fragrance house Pine fragrance is much more expensive. So you're looking at, I don't know, £60 for a 50 mil product. Um, and the overheads are huge on that. Um, there's no denying that. So when they sell that, they make a huge profit margin. But they may, so, I mean, they'll sell a lot of 50 mil products, that's for sure, because if they didn't, they wouldn't be maintaining it. But the volume of that product doesn't the profit is massive but it doesn't amount to a huge deal on the broad scale the scheme of things when you think about fabric care when you think the amount of detergent products that leave the shelf every day because a perfume bottle can last you for a couple of years if you don't use it very much i mean i've had some fragrance bottles for years um and but a detergent powder or a detergent tablet that can last you maybe a couple of weeks yeah so the turnover is massive um, and then also, yeah, you think about globally, 
everyone uses detergent. Not everyone, unfortunately, is lucky enough in the world to be able to afford a Marc Jacobs Daisy perfume. It tends to be a lot of like Western European, North American markets that spend a lot more money in the in the fine fragrance world. Um, but globally, whether you live in Timbuktu or New York, you will be using laundry detergent or some kind of fragrance product on your laundry clothes if you're hand washing. So the volume of these products going out and the frequency that they're being bought is massive. Um, so actually, it, it's a huge portion of uh, the fragrance houses business, really. Um, so yeah, I hope that's given you uh, an appreciation of um, the industry and where it may appear in your life and it probably has appeared in, in many areas of your life that you wouldn't have even noticed until um, you've heard us talking about it. Um, but yeah, if there's any specific questions that you want us to address or if you want us to talk about any specific products as well, just let us know, drop a comment below um, or send us a message and we will get round to it. I'll speak to you soon. Bye.